Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is episode 578. And today we continue looking into the city of Jinky 25, which is universal love. And yesterday we were talking about the nature of this universe. What is it made of? It's fine. It's it's center core uh, uh, theme, right? And And it's like... When you begin understanding, when you understand the core of the reason why everything was created in this universe, uh, which is to find out how far, because if you, if you, if this is from a certain point of view, it could be logic, although we're talking about beyond the creation of the universe. So our and logic, you know, it, 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 it might be just, um, Head tripping, <laughs> but um, but from a perspective of logic, if you have been creating universe as God creating multiverses, every one of those is how far can it go? And when we're looking at our current situation, we're talking about how far can God go far away from God. Because that is the journey. And in this case, we have physicality, right? Imagine a universe that goes even deeper than that, right? Um, we're talking about the expression of God here. The, the expression of omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotency, right? So here we are uh, as, as, as um, scouts of God, as, as eyes of God, as hearts of God, as souls of God. As the light of creation expanded into physicality, landed on our individual bio machines, these amazing bio vehicles with a bio computer that, that is the brain, and we're writing this reality in, in physicality, right? And so, but to consider that origin as something that's so far from God that that which is instantaneous knowing, instantaneous manifestation instantaneous experience all everything that is right and now we're here with you know less than two percent of that or one percent of that freaking out my god you know because we are that we are everything right that's our source that's our uh, that's our, our true fundamental essence and and here we are uh, feeling so lost because we we because of the nature of the experience which is physicality and add on top of that you know layers and layers of bullshit throughout the, the you know even beyond the creation of this planet so uh the core of the healing of the journey in this universe is, is to be able to uh, allow the the infinite uh, endlessness of 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 what God is and shine through this incredibly limited uh, point of view that we are, we each of us have and awaken and return to our source and go back home as evolution. We got involution landing on this reality and now we're going back to God and that's evolution. And so we looked at that yesterday, right? Our core uh, sacred wound is I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of love, and everything that everyone does here is is underlying 
the underlying motivation, motivation is not the right word, uh, fuel for movement is that, right? Healing that misunderstanding. And so today we're going to dive into the blood and the bloodline and what is the creation of the, of, of the, of the vehicle, which is the body and, and the brain, uh, and, and how it's been cooking for, you know, since the beginning of the universe, because it's the physical universe, in order to get to the point where we can actually house all of God. And, and we're talking about the evolution from Homo sapiens to Homo sanctus. Uh, and and that's what that's what these bodies are made for. They've been uh, genetically uh, um, bombarded by experience after experience after experience, generation after generation, bloodlines of all different angles from which we are looking at reality from all our perspectives as individual souls. And now we're here at a point where everything's coming. To, to a crescendo, right? And crescendo, what I mean, is not going to happen tomorrow. We're talking about the next, you know, for Christ's consciousness to properly land and, and, and anchored through the fifth initiation, right? It's going to take at least 50 to 200 years, which is a blink of an eye. In, in We are we are at, at the brink because we are at a point where we basically we can potentially live that long in this life. The, the our evolution in technology has reached that span and that has reached that level and and as we get rid of all the bullshit that has been manipulating uh, technology and 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 health uh, we very well and most important consciousness right uh, maintaining our attention on a very limited boxed perspective as we expand our, our consciousness we heal the body automatically because the body responds to the consciousness as we liberate. And that is right now. Like this is the liberation of consciousness is happening within the, this next five, ten years. It is happening now. So we, each one of us in this lifetime, in this body, we have the capability to experience full Christ consciousness within the next 20, 30, 50, 200 years. It is very feasible. Because it's all about really uh, healing the psyche. Because the psyche is really what, what, uh, what sickens the body. If we can work in an in a, in a, um, advanced genetic science to heal genetic bloodlines and, and all of that stuff with consciousness, with high frequency technology, technology of light, technology of sound, uh, and with, that is not coerced and subverted by limited perspective of, of nincompoops that are still operating from the uh, perspective that they don't understand that we are all one organism so they're they're enslaving each other because they're uh, they're they're spoiled children right if we can uh, make this transition and we have because there's multiverses right there's the reality where they don't make it and then we're on the reality where we're, we're on the right timeline right now where all of these uh, uh, illusions, these toys of power that uh, 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 children, uh, spoiled children, you know, that are running, uh, you know, uh, corporations and banking systems and all of this uh, useless uh, com complexity that the Matrix has developed. And we, we simply exposed all of that uh, um, sewer, right? And, and then we can, we can see the truth and now we can... Um, choose the elements of our civilization that are going to uh, be 
uh, that, that are going to have the integrity to, to heal the body, to heal the mind, to heal our consciousness and, and have the uh, dive into proper genetic practices where we can actually use consciousness, high frequency technology that it already exists. You know, it's not just conducive to keep supporting the hydraulic despotism that rules this reality. But as soon as we get rid of that consciousness, and get rid is not the right word, it's, it's that as, as soon as we understand it, then we can choose because we're empowered. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, so they're really just controlling the resources in order to control the population, control the religion, control healthcare, control finances, control money, control the time of people, their attention. And so nobody can go anywhere because everything's under control. But as soon as you understand the control, because control needs to live in the shadows, then you can say, okay, well, that's that. And then you just, uh, well, I'm going to choose this other reality. And then they can't do anything because you can't be bamboozled at that point. You have 8 billion people that are not being bamboozled. And at this point, a lot of them have been bamboozled with this bioweapon that they've released. right? But, uh, but they control group, the unvaccinated. It's too large worldwide for them to hide the truth anymore. They're, the evidence is... is uh, incontrovertible now. Every unvaccinated people from this mRNA bioweapon that they've injected the entire world, they've they've coerced everybody to take. Um, the their the control group, the plus the, number one, the placebo, but the control group, the unvaccinated, is too large, and they are completely healthy. The people that are dying, the people that are getting myocarditis, the people that are getting Bell's palsy, the people that are getting blood clots, the people that are getting cancer and AIDS are those who are vaccinated. And it's because their immune system has been destroyed. And particularly those that have take, taken the second, the third and the boosters, they're, they're on their way to the graveyard. These people are lost. We can't do anything for them unless we can accelerate this awakening and maybe there's already a, some sort of advanced cure uh, that, that I'm, I'm sure is somewhere there but it's not going to come out on, on, unless we come we expose the truth and so we are right at the brink of that right now and uh, so there is a possibility that a lot of these people could be saved particularly probably the ones that take took one or two of the doses or you know the 40 percent that got the placebos those are fine Right. That's that's why this thing is hard to, to target, because there's a lot of people that took the vaccine that are perfectly fine because they got the placebo or for some, you know, God reason they they were protected or I don't know. You know, the, we are riding the, the temple of God. These these bio machines are, are tough. They take on your whole lifetime of bitching, you know, and, and, and you still get to live 70, 80 years. Right. So. um so, you know, it's, we're incredibly resilient as a species. Our DNA is incredibly powerful. So I, you know, I have hope for a lot of people. Not everybody's going to make it. There's already the people that have taken two, three, and the boosters, they're already dead walking people. Any moment, whatever they release, whatever new concoction, you know, they're dead. It's, it's gone. And it's terrifying. It's horrifying. And, 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 but somebody has to say it because it is happening, Right. And this is the consequence of not trusting yourself, not knowing, not having a connection with God so that you can trust your intuition. Our test at this point in this civilization is to be able to differentiate the truth from lies. 
And this is what we're doing right now. And the awakening process needs to be experiential. We can't stand on the soapbox of Facebook or Google or whatever and say, hey, this is happening. You know, don't take this stuff. You're going to they're going to kill your immune system, you know, because they laugh at you because they're under mass formation psychosis. But when their family is dying, when they're, you know, when their children, it's, it's an epidemic right now, children worldwide diagnosed with myocarditis. Where have you seen that? And, and you know, the realization that they've been fooled and they've been played, it's so damn hard that they still, a lot of them, they still can't possibly believe it because they, and, and a lot of them are thinking it, but they don't want to believe it because their whole reality falls apart. But this is the level of the awakening that it's, it's right, we're on the brink of that. We've been working through this for three years and now it's happening and it's here and any moment is going to hit it full on and we're going to find out, the entire world is going to find out that it's being played. And uh, now their, their, their ploy is to try to create a nuclear war so they can distract people from that, but it's not going to work because the level of love, the level of self-respect of the, of the people, the light workers and, and, and just normal people that love themselves, it's it's higher than the threshold. So that's not going to manifest. They can't. Plus, there's a lot of um, this stuff. Uh, 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 nuclear weapons um, um, mess with the fabric of time and space. So there's a lot of uh, civilizations that get affected. Uh, their their space travel gets affected by this kind of stuff. So they have... Um, they have curtailed people's ability in this reality to uh, detonate these kind of weapons. Maybe they could do some small uh, little uh, suitcases or stuff that it's not really that much. I don't know what's the level of the threshold that affects the, the time-space continuum, but um, but we're not going to get that. Probably we're just going to get more of, of, of information war, which is equally devastating, right? Even more. Because, uh, you know, if people can't see the truth, they can make decisions. They end up throwing themselves off the cliff like lemmings. If you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about here, you want to go to Jorn.tv. That's J-O-U-R-N.tv. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the very bottom, there's a few links. One of them says Jinkies. Click on that one. And that'll take you to episode 256. And that is the episode where you can... Um, um, begin to understand what is it that we're doing here. We're learning how to heal ourselves. We're using a map called the Hologenetic Profile. It's a system that has no dogma and it doesn't tell you anything. What it does do is give you a, a, a map, a compass, a, and a bunch of really high-frequency hints for you to find your way. Because ultimately, enlightenment means uh, um, to find your way. That's why uh, enlightenment can't be taught when people get enlightened, it, it's so simple, which really means be you, your true self, not the personality. And uh, But it can't be taught. It needs to be discovered. And that's why I love this system, because it's, it's, it's a true path for finding your path, right? It's, it's a great uh, tool and a map. And so all of that information is there, how to read that. And there's a link that says click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile. That'll take you to the Jinkies website where you can download your map that's specifically tailored for your incarnation in this body, for your specific genetic configuration and your spiritual work in this lifetime. And all of that information is there. If you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, click on the About tab and that'll take you to episode one. You can listen to that episode and that explains what's our goal here with this podcast and, and all the projects that we're doing under the uh, Planet Homemaking brand. 
There's also our links to our social media there. And we have a Telegram news channel, a chat room. If you want to contact us, that's the place to do it. We have a Truth Social account, a Clubhouse, and a, and a Rumble. And at the bottom of uh, um, uh, join, uh, of the website, there's a link that says uh, Pioneers. And if you click on that one, that'll take you to the category where we interview people that have gone through their dark night of the soul and they have found the healing and now they're sharing it with the world. These are the pioneers of the awakening, the great awakening. And these podcasts are also on video and you can find them there. So let's dive into the second part of the 25th City Universal Love. As I always say, I'm not a teacher of anything. No one can teach you this stuff, like I was saying. Uh, I'm just starting myself on podcast format so that people can find this thing and that they can contemplate this stuff for themselves. I am contemplating this. I'm getting my download. This is how I better get it done. Keeps me accountable. Uh, and then, but the most important thing is that you have your conversation with God. You take this data, put it in the brain, have a conversation, high frequency question that comes from this information, this data. And then you can have a conversation with God where you can get high frequency answers and you can call forth and say, God, send me the messengers so that I can actually have a physical embodied electromagnetic experience. When you have an experience, then you can know. Then that is knowledge. Then that is truth because you lived it and it wasn't mental. You felt it in the body and that is truth. And that's what we're seeking for because that's the only thing that's actually going to show you the way. And so that's why this is incredibly valuable, right? So the best known of all myths concerning blood is the myth of Christ, whose blood have been shed for all humanity. There is a deep secret concealed in this myth. The sacred wound that hides within each human being can be understood at the at three main levels of consciousness. At the shadow frequency, the wound maintains human suffering. At the gift frequency, the wound provokes human to evolve. And at the Cedic frequency, the wound reveals humanity's true nature as an expression of universal love. Only at the Cedic level of consciousness can you understand the true meaning of the blood of Christ. When your frequency is lifted up to the Cedic level, everything takes on a cosmic dimension and you have no choice but to take in yourself the suffering of all human beings and all beings on, on the entire universe. So it's the whole work we're here to do is a transmutation of the experience of the creation of, the, of this multiverse. This multiverse was created with a, with a rip in, in, in this womb of, crea- of reality that it's instantaneous and it creates time and space. And here we go, the children of God, after the rip in the universe, he- suturing, healing that wound with the experience of life. We come here, we feel like, oh my God, who are we? We're here, why everybody's beating each other up? I must not be worthy of love. I must not be worthy. I must not be worthy of love. I must not be good enough. And that is every single thing we say, every single thing we do is attempting to heal that or healing successfully some people, right? Uh, we're healing that. And so at the, at the, when we're looking at a bloodline, at our ancestry to, from the beginning of the fractal line until now, we're looking into... 
uh, the accumulation of experience and unresolved experience through lifetimes and through your family's bloodline, because, you know, you're here, but you have your parents and your parents had your grandparents, that, that their parents and their parents. And so that thing, that tree keeps splitting. The very beginning, you realize that we are all connected from the beginning of time. There is nobody here that is not connected in the blood to everybody else. Right? If you go, if you go far enough, right? We're, we're all coming from the same, you know, batch, if you, if you, if you want to call it like that. And then geneticists would tell you, well, you know, at a certain point you, you start, you know, the genes are not necessarily connected, but that's bullshit because they don't fucking understand anything. We have the connection to the entire bloodline. And so when we understand that bloodline is the physical manifestation of consciousness or the lack of uh, understanding of consciousness, it's embedded in the DNA, Right? When we understand that, we understand that when, when we, and, and this is why it's not necessarily to, it's not really important to be looking into your ancestry or into your past lives or your future lives or whatever. All of that stuff, it's, it's, it's bells and whistles, right? Same thing with levitation and superpowers and telekinesis and all of that stuff. Those are bells and whistles. The real work is love, loving yourself, loving life. Loving people, the real work is awakening that knowledge within yourself, that wisdom, by transmuting the wound from its core basics of not understanding at the shadow frequency. The wound is maintaining human suffering. If you are suffering, you are still looping the experiences of your ancestors because you haven't transmuted the wound. When you lift that frequency to the gift and awaken your gift, right? You you are provoking the evolution of humanity. And when you're doing that now, you have you're healing that wound. You're transmuting that energy for the beginning of time, all the way to the beginning of this you multiverse. The bing bang, the bing bang bang, the bing 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 bang bang, <laughs> bing bang, <laughs> right? And and then at that point now you're living life, now you are awakened, right? And then there's another level now that you're here, now that you're happy, now that you don't need that, you're not you're not looking for spiritual gurus or reading it, even listening to this podcast because you actually got a fucking life, right? You're you're out there giving. Because you can't help in the gift, you can't help but have your heart open because now love is flowing through you, through God, into the world, and you're receiving it from the from the world, from God, into your heart. You've transmuted that wound, you've sutured that that rip in the in in, in reality, in this womb, in this multiverse, right? At that point. When you don't need it, when you're not thinking about telekinesis and levitating and your galactic family from Andromeda, when you're no longer thinking about getting the whole world to let, to meditate at once so that we can heal the world, when you're not doing that because you every day is your daily prayer, you're laughing. That is the greatest prayer you can have. You, Whenever you meet somebody, you give them love. And I'm not saying hugging. Hugging's are great. I love hugging. But... 
your your experiences are with an open heart. You have integrity. You're walking out in the world. Your every step is a sacred. You're you're a blessing for the world. Because you are alive. You're happy. You're creating. You're giving. You are living your life to the best of your ability. You are fulfilled. Then and only then would you get the call. And that is what happened to St. Francis of Assisi, right? Boom. Here is the world, my son, my daughter. I will show you the universe. And now that's the jump to the city. And in this case, remember, every city is the same. We're all looking at the same thing from 64 different angles. From the 25th cities, universal love. And that at that point, you become a guardian of, of the universe. Guardian of the multiverse, a guardian, uh, you become a servant of life, a servant of growth. And it, that, this stuff goes beyond good and bad. At that point, you are, you are, um, um, there is no more a personality. There's no more me. There's just the entire of humanity. And this is when you transmute the, the, the suffering of all of your ancestry to the beginning of the fractal line. And it's not because you're thinking about it. Oh, I'm going to transmute the entire fractal line of my ancestry because I am so badass. That's the fucking personality speaking. No, you chose to be happy. You chose to take care of yourself. You chose to give your gifts and show up in life and being open to receive whatever comes and transmute it and turn it into laughter and joy and gifts. You chose to be fulfilled. And to show up in the world. And then God looks at you and says, well, you've been paying your dues. You don't, you know, long, you, you, now you are worthy. If, if, if you, <laughs> that's so funny to say that, right? It's not like you've never been worthy, but at that point you're capable. That, that's a better word. You're, you're capable of handling more consciousness. And now you can handle, because at that point, it's no longer, uh, we're not talking about planet or, or civilization. We're talking about the, the universe. Then at that point, the gifts of, you know, telekinesis and superpowers, all of this omniscience, time travel, all of that stuff. Now it's bestowed on you because you don't care about it anymore. You don't, you're like, I don't care about time traveling or telekinesis or, you know, talking to my ancestors and all that shit. I couldn't give three fucks about it. God says, now you're ready. Here it is. And you're like, okay. And, and, and you understand the responsibility. You're not there thinking, oh, now I'm going to be talking with my grand ancestors. Now you know that your responsibility is the entire of the suffering of the human race. And in order to handle that, now you're being given the gifts that can handle that. But not because you want it, not because you work towards it, but because you're ready. But because you don't need it, but because you're happy, because you're fulfilled, right? So in terms of our genetics, the blood of Christ represents the absolute acceptance of the suffering of all men and women from the beginning of time, all of which is encoded in the human genome, in the DNA, in all of humanity's DNA. you know, and so this is why he said that at the beginning, at, at the highest frequency, takes on the sins, the suffering of humanity, whether they are termed a Christ or a Bodhisattva. It's the same thing. 
That's what it means Christ died for our sins in a, in a less limited way because they're saying he died for our sins and then he resurrected, right? No, it's that realization. It's not that you're taking on the sins. It's that you realize that you are the entire of humanity. You're taking your own sins because your your multidimensional self exists in every single soul. You're not taking someone else. There's no other at that level. It's there's only one. And so you are you're taking care of your shit at a lower level. You're cleaning your laundry, your laundry, which equates eight billion people. It's your dirty laundry at that point. So it's all about self-responsibility. It's just that the more consciousness you have, the more you the more you realize that you are indeed vast. Right? Um so, so this is the only way to attain. This is the way to attend the highest state of universal love. Because imagine that love, right? At the gift level of frequency, you begin to take responsibility for your own suffering. That is that makes the transmutation of your bloodline. And now you're clearing all of your ancestry at the gift level. And now you, you, you made the decision that you're going to love yourself, your life, and everyone you encounter. And you're going to build your own reality, be responsible for your creations. Now you become, you, you're getting out of that teenage years of, you know, the last 10,000 lifetimes, right? Where you are completely, com- totally blaming everybody for everything. That is the gift level, Right? But as your experience of suffering deepens, it is experienced as unending and you begin to transform the ancestral wounds of those who have come before you because now you have the power to transmute that much. God has given you the ability to handle that much because the suffering is much. This is why people can't handle waking up to what's really going in the world. They can't handle their lives. How are they going to handle the fucking the entire suffering of the world? You are where you are and there is no shame and no guilt or being anywhere you are. You're a child of God, whether you are in the shadows or you're in the gifts or you are an ascended master. And you are loved equally with all of the love of the entire multiverse, right? It's just that you're you're in a place where you can handle less or more consciousness, right? Um so the deeper you move into acceptance, the more you have to open your heart to human pain. And the more pain you transform, the more love you feel. At a certain level, the process loses its personal flavor, the personality, and takes on a universal dimension. At the level of the 25th city, a permanent leap is made whereby everything becomes acceptance, because that was a gift. And the rose of universal love blooms. This is the true beauty and purpose of all suffering. This is what Jesus taught us. This is was the message, right? This is why it said Jesus died for our sins. What it is, he's telling us, I'm showing you the way. This isn't about me. This is about you. I'm your elder brother. I'm telling you here, this is how this is done. 
Now it's your turn to open your heart and stop, start taking responsibility for your pain. And then as much more consciousness you're able to handle, more consciousness, you will realize that you are the entire of humanity. So then you take the responsibility of the suffering of humanity because you can handle it. <clears throat> not because you want to, not because you want to be, oh, I'm enlightened, I can handle the entire, I did that shit, you know, 20 years, or I'm going to take on the weight of the world, because I am very po fucking powerful, holy fuck, you try on that one, there's, you know, you, you get, we get so cocky, we get incredibly fucking like, that's the personality saying, I have enough knowledge of spiritual and occult thing to be able to handle all of this stuff, you know what that is? That is the image of the pseudo-enlightened one. It's, it's the arrogance of the, of, the, of the Messiah, right? I am the Messiah. I'm going to save humanity. <laughs> and it does happen. And guess what? We all go through that. So don't feel like you're special if you're going through that shit. We, it's a part of the journey. And this is where people in the third seal get stuck. Right, because they learn the mysteries or the occult, or they learn them. Oh, I can be super powerful, you know, just like God. But they don't have the humility to to really ride the journey, which it literally means taking on the suffering of humanity. Why? Because in order to do that, you have to let go of the personality, because the personality can't do shit. The personality can't handle that. It's impossible. Because what is the personality? The personality is a box. So you're trying to put the universe in a box. This is how arrogant we are, right? And obviously we're this arrogant because we're the children of God. <laughs> you know? So, so it's, it's not like there's anything wrong with it. It's just that it doesn't work. And so when you love yourself and forgive yourself and, and realize, well, I'm been fucking up for the last 30 years, head tripping about this stuff, Right. And then you go like, oh my God, what I, all I really need to do is chill, relax, smell the flowers, look at the sky, rejoice in the beauty of architecture and music and, and the beauty of people. Just love, just feel the love that is, pass through you and let it go. You're not here to collect life, you're here to ride, to flow with life. And when you are totally flowing, then the, the personality dissolves because the personality is a collector. When the collector is gone and you no longer care about holding on to anything, then God says, okay, now here is the pain of the world because now you can handle it. You are not a box where the pain of the world is going to try to end up, but keep it somewhere up there in, in the, the top of the closet right? You are, you become a furnace, an alchemical furnace. So the pain of the world passes through you and it's going to be transmuted. And so it no longer affects you because you understand how things work. So there is a, a mystery surrounded the symbol of the blood, symbolized by the vessel that holds the blood. This vessel has been given a variety of names in many cultures. Sometimes it is seen as a cauldron. This is what I'm talking about, the alchemical cauldron or vial containing an elixir. Another time simply cup, simply, it's simply called a cup or the chalice, right? The, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, um, it, it, the third Indiana Jones talked about this, uh, um, what's it called? The, the, the cup of, of Christ, 
the it has a name the the callus is a callus something the uh indiana jones and the oh my god i forgot but anyway um it's it's where christ had made this last um, uh, um supper right so in the grail the grail it's called the grail this uh, the holy grail this is the holy grail that's what we're talking about here oh my god he's written that right there we're talking about the holy grail and here is the way to the holy grail you don't go for it you live your life you be happy you be fulfilled you give 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 until there is nothing because when there is nothing, you now there. What 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 is nothing is the personality is spent, and then what you will find at the end of the personality is the infinite ocean of giving. Because now it's not you who's giving; you're just the you're just the channel. You're just the the conduit. I'm like God. Yeah, I'm here. We and then the light of God comes through you, and it just goes. Right? You realize your true purpose, which is relax. To relax into life and have fun. And then, and then, then you become the grail. But not because you want it. You, you most, most of, most great avatars don't want it. I'd like, fuck, now I have to hold on this thing. That's the last of the personality bitching. Right? When that's gone, then the grail says, well, you don't have a choice, buddy. You, this, you are the grail now because you can handle it. And what's going to pass through you, you're going to become this filter, this transmutational furnace for suffering. And what you're doing at the large echelon of the multiverse, you're suturing that sacred wound that was created in no time and no space when the infinitesimal molecule of the universe was all of the mass of the entire universe exploded, right? From that very point. And in that very point, you realize now everything can, can filter through that. And what is it filtering? It's filtering the, the, the sacred wound. It's, the filtering is not the right word. Saturing is it's a better, better. Because um, it's like, imagine like a, like, a, like a burn going through some sort of gel matter. And so are you going, that's, that's, that, that happens in a moment. And the entire universe and all of time is created. And then an after second, here we are, all the children of God, the light of God, saturing that, healing it, making whole all of God back again. And so, um, so this is the Holy Grail, right? Uh, um, um, in the Grail legends, it is said that whomever drinks from the cup of Christ will live forever. And that's exactly what it means. And if the king dreams fr drinks from it, the land will be restored. And that's exactly what it means. The 25th city is the ultimate grail of all seekers. And here is, here is the key right here. As long as you're seeking the grail, you'll never find it. Because it is you. How can you, you have to find yourself? Right? Not the personality, because the personality is the one who's seeking. But your true self, which is the, 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 the transmutational force, right? The, the, the choice of focus. And so, um, 
So this is the ultimate grail of, uh, of all seekers. That which we seek is our original nature, and it exists within us, hiding within our shadows, in our, in our wounds. This is what we ha- why we have to look into the shadows, because that's our personal work. That's what we can do to move our, 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 our understanding, to uh, transmute our understanding of our, of our misunderstandings of reality, our shadows, and transmute them into gifts so that we can be fulfilled in this life, in this reality, in physicality, in this body, whatever way it is. And that is our job, right? And it is the same way, but at a universal level when you reach to the city. But at that point, it's, it's, not, it's not the job of the personality, it's a, it's a whole other level, right? And so, um, so everyone in your life is part of your own wound and the healing of that wound. This is why I keep saying everything we're doing all the time is healing this wound. This is every single job that everybody's doing, every single family, every single relationship, every single conversation, every step that you take, every movement that you do, every thought that you have, every breath you take, just like the sting, every breath you take, right? the sting song. It's all healing the sacred wound. That's, that's what we're all doing here, all the time, with everything we're doing. So everybody's part of this. And so through gracious acceptance, you begin to feel the extent of the pain that exists within and all about you. That's the first part, learning to to let that pain that hasn't been properly spiritually digested pass through your emotional body and heal your, heal your, your existence in this reality. Uh, uh, show you the truth that lies that exists beyond the personality. And so at that point, you at some point, you're going to be ready because you're healed, right? You, you are a healing force wherever you go. So you need to not be afraid of this pain because it, it is the direct and uh, the direct route leading to the heart of your heart, the quintessence within the quintessence, the essence within the essence within the essence. You go through the heart and that leads you to the heart of God. So we can all take heart from this greatest of truths. The 25th jinky is the resolution of an old mystical chestnut about seeking. It is said that the greatest obstacle to realization is the seeking of it. This is why I keep telling you no one can teach you this stuff. You can't get enlightened. It's not about, oh, I'm going to become enlightened. I'm going to learn, you know, follow Deepak Chopra and YouTube and yoga and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to hear to my ancestors and all the fucking blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get enlightened. I'm enlightened. Right? Because, <laughs> you know, this is the trap. It is great to learn all of this data because now it's in the brain. It's, it's very useful. It's high frequency data. But the real journey is simplicity, is ordinariness. The real enlightenment is become like a cactus, right? Become like a mountain, become like the sand of the desert, like the breeze on the forest, like a smile on a child. If you can't find absolute fulfillment in, in, in smelling the wind, Right? And being equally fulfilled with all the, the scents, including the scent of shit. Right? Now you don't need enlightenment. And when you don't need enlightenment, you have written, you have gotten rid of need. Because seeking is a need. Need uh, 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 pre, 
precludes the existence of time. And enlightenment is to realize that there is not such a thing. It's being completely present. So when there's no need, when there's no seeking, there is no time, you're here. And when you're completely here, now now God can come through the fool on you. Now you go through the city. It goes through you at that point. Because that, by that point, you're not thinking about any of this stuff anymore. You're just, you know making art or, you know, trekking on, on hikes or, or, you know, just laughing with your friends in a coffee shop. It, it, the idea of the image of the pseudo-enlightened one, it's very, incredibly pervasive. It's a trap. Enlightenment is happening everywhere. It doesn't matter if you eat burgers or you're a vegan. You know, there's hunters out there hunting, you know, uh, uh, whatever, um, uh, deer. Right? And they're enlightened. Believe it or not. You know, oh no, it's only the monks in, in you know, the naked monks in he- India with their dogs dangling, you know, that they're enlightened. Those are the only enlightened ones. Oh, great master with the dangling dong. <laughs> right? I've seen them and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Oh, they're enlightened. They have all these people just going after and then enlightenment is you. It's finding who you are. And it has nothing to do with the external appearances, right? So the 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 seeking, right, is is the is the greatest obstacle. All spiritual paths begin with the urge to bring an end to personal suffering. That's what we're all looking for, because we're all suffering here. So it is your own acceptance of suffering that makes you seek for the answer, seeks for the solution, and as you seek, you eventually realize that you're seeking. We realize that your seeking is based on the urge to avoid the wound. Boom. We're seeking to, to, to heal ourselves because we're avoiding the pain. The pain is our job. The pain doesn't last forever. The pain, we keep it at bay, Right? And so that's why it appears that it's last for, lasting forever when, when we truly feel. And what I mean by feeling is taking responsibility. Because the pain comes and then you're blaming everybody for it, for it. You know, it's your fault. You did this to me. It's their fault. That is not accepting it, right? So this revelation uh, gives rise to the quantum leap to the Cidic level of consciousness, right? This is... That uh, it is said that only when all hope of finding the grail is lost, can the grail finally be found. You have to let go of hope too, because hope also exists in time. We're talking about mastering time here. Mastering time means being present. When there is no longer a need, a hope, a seek within you, then you're ready. And even wanting to get there is, is it's, it's part of, of the image. It's part of the personality. It's part of the seeking. You get, you get to a point where all of this stuff disappears and it's not even important because you're fulfilled. You've taken care of your shadows. You've taken care of the pain. Now it's in your heart and it's passed through. Now you've become the furnace. Shit comes flying from all directions and it just, you know, turns into... Gold in your heart. And it's, you're not even trying at that point. Why? Because you're enlightened. 
And what does enlightenment mean? To be in knowledge of. Nobody can come and bamboozle you anymore about anything. You know the truth. And you're also not judgmental. Because they are your brothers and sisters. You're not seeing them as the fuckers that are trying to fuck with you. You know? <laughs> you're seeing them as, you know, they're your brothers and sisters. Your little brother or your little sister. You know, they're, you know, pooping on their pants. You know? And it's not your responsibility to clean them. At some point, they have to learn how to clean themselves. But you're not judging them. You're loving them. You're seeing them. How I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're there, right? But you get to that point and you're seeing somebody going through their head trip drama and you go like, well, there go. they will learn on that one. And you find that whole journey beautiful because you've lived it. And you know the pain and you have compassion. This is the Bodhisattva, right? So those beings who have attained realization through this 25th city be, become in some, for, in some form legends. Their lives follow a familiar mythical pattern. They are people whose lives reflect the grappling with their wound. Whether that is the wound of duality transcended by the Buddha or the wound of Christ hanging on the cross. It's the same wound. It's just different points, different ways of, of having the experience. And your wound and your experience is going to be different than Buddha and Christ. That's why we can't have images of this stuff to guide us, right? We listen and we, and we learn and then we forget. And what I mean by that is there's this, mo this movie called, I think it's called Shine, uh, about a pianist, right? Uh, and Geoffrey Rush played that movie, a magnificent movie, where he, uh, he learned how to play this almost impossible piece of of, of, uh, of, of um of piano, a piano piece. I think it was, um, I don't know, but I think it was Rachmaninoff, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but it was, uh, it was almost impossible to play. He learned it and then he had to feel it because you can learn all the, uh, you know, the notes and all of that stuff, but then you have to feel because through music, it, it, when you really listen to music, every note is telling you a story. And so then he learned how to perform it. And then he kind of went cuckoo. He just went past that layer and he forgot the whole thing. And so by the end, when he plays it, it's a whole other thing. It's not, it's not him playing it. It's God playing it. So that's, that's what I'm talking about, about, um, um, you know, um, um, uh, going through this ex experience of 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 of, of the wound, uh, you your personality dissolve and you no longer you or who you think you are. You're really you, but not the personality anymore. So uh, so the, the the avatar, the masters, uh, take the path the paths that others have never traveled because that is the only way you're gonna get there. Through your path, right? And in doing so, they take into themselves the suffering of the world. And this is, this is something that, like, like, I'm, like I'm saying, don't try to be a fucking martyr, right? I'm going to take the, the suffering of the world. That is the fucking personality you're trying to show off. And it's just going to make you miserable. Your life is going to suck ass. No, what you're going to do is just be happy, be fulfilled, be you. Be authentic and don't and forget about this enlightenment stuff, right? The most you can. Forget about the seeking. The only thing your work is is, is really integrate and transform the suffering to the point that nothing, 
Nothing makes you, uh, it, it doesn't, you're, you can feel so deep that, that it, it no longer, um, it, don't, it, not, it doesn't longer, it no longer feels like pain. It feels like, it feels like, in, like completely hugging everyone. And then it's when it happens, right? And that is the, and, and you will do it in your own way, right? So this is the, the path that is never traveled by anybody else. And in doing so, they take into themselves the suffering of the world, right? Like at that point, now you, now God says, okay, now here, how, how much can you love? You've learned to love yourself through your own shadow, through your own darkness, right? And you transmuted all of that. Since there is no ending to the story, you get to the point, you know, the great, uh, you know, designer of the, or, or you know, the company that makes, I, I saw this uh, a documentary, I think it was a podcast or something. The guy that uh, filmed, the, the guy that founded Pixar, um, the technical part, not the director, the guy that runs the company, I don't remember his name. He had this vision for the company. And then when he achieved the, the vision, he became depressed because he stopped there. And this is what happens to a lot of people. This is another way of awakening through the dark night of the soul. You have this great goal as a whatever entrepreneur or visionary or a conqueror or whatever. And you reach that place and then there's no more. And then you're depressed because there is no end to the story. When you have embraced all of your shadow, now your job is to embrace in the shadow of the entire world. Because you're that powerful, because you're that, your heart is that big. And the story continues. And when you're done with the planet, it's going to be the galaxy, the, the solar system. It, it just keeps going. Next time you're going to be reincarnated as a sun. Or maybe you can become a sun. It's like this is when it gets multidimensional. But from our limited perspective, we look at that and we go like, whoa, it would be cool like having a Ferrari. I'm going to be a sun. I'm going to be an avatar. Oh, I'm going to have power, superpowers and shoot fire from our hands. <laughs> right? It, and that's okay. You know, that's kind of like the childish uh, toys that we play with. But when you really get to that point, it isn't about that. It's all about love. It's about relaxation. You become very peaceful. Right? Um and it could be many different adventures at that point. Just don't get in, in, don't get stuck into that image of the peaceful, enlightened guru bullshit, right? Because you might be just rad. There's, there's, there's so, there's, there's as many paths to enlightenment as there's entities in the universe, right? And the more you are honest with yourself, the, the more you're on the right track, right? So the electromagnetic field of such a person shines like a light down the centuries and is felt within the bloodlines of all future generations. This is why the uh, progeny of, of Jesus, right, it's so powerful. There's a book called Rex Deus, right, that has tracked uh, 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 the history of Renes Le Chateau in French. And this is, there's, there is a bloodline from, uh, from the king of, of you know, king because jesus was a king he had the blood of of david right and there is a whole bloodline that they have tracked so um um so it, it, your ascension your realization it, it goes through your bloodline and and it's going to heal and that is really the most powerful thing that buddha and jesus and apollonius of tiana and and hermes trismegistus 
That is their greatest gift to humanity, their enlightenment, and the many others that we we don't even know about because they were not famous, right? Their bloodlines, now we have them in us. Jesus is within you. It's in your DNA. That is why we can accept it. That is why we can call forth that. That is why we, we can commune and communicate. And Buddha and Krishna and every single, all of this, all of this stuff is in your DNA, right? And so um, uh, it, it's going to be not only felt, but uh, affecting all future generations. So, and this is, this is what's making the homo sanctus. The evolution of our consciousness through, we're all in this together. Whenever you got an avatar that it's self-realized, it's changing the, the entire of humanity forever, right? Because it's going to go through the bloodlines. And most of them were married and had children, right? So it's bullshit that they're telling you, oh, you know, they, weren't, they didn't have any progeny. They don't want you to know that because the bloodline is there. But that's for another day because it's a really good story too, right? Um so every time someone attains the 25th city, a great genetic constriction is removed throughout humanity. Remember, the shadow of this gift is com- constrictions, right? A-, a great genetic constriction. Imagine the DNA like a hose and it has a kink. And, and then you, that constriction is released and now the love of God is flowing through the blood, right? So the love emanating within such people has an otherworldly quality because it is not human love as we know it. It is universal love. The bodies of these people have undergone a radical transformation in order to be the receiver or the chalice or the grail for pure consciousness, the uncontaminated blood of the universe. This is who we are and this is our destiny. To become the grail of Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? Chill. Relax. Have fun. Laugh every day. Make your daily thoughts a prayer. Whenever shit's coming swinging your way, you're going to become higher and higher frequencies. And it's not just, it's not taking it. Definitely, it's not taking shit. It's being able to have a furnace in your heart. So when the shed lands in your heart, it turns into gold. And what do you do? You return laughter and you return creativity and you're transforming that darkness, that shadow. You're transforming it into love and you're giving it. And that is the manifestation of God in a temple, in a, in a body, in a bio machine. And that's our destiny. So we've reached the end of the episode today. Podcast is every day, Monday through Sunday. You can find us on every podcast app out there. And on Jorn.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv. On the About page, you can find our social media. And on the bottom of Jorn.tv, you'll see the Pioneers link. Click on that one to see the videos of our interviews with people that have awakened from their dark night of the soul. If you're going through your dark night of the soul, you don't have to, it doesn't have to take 20 years, particularly at this time, because we're right in the right in the cusp of the Great Awakening. You can move through this in just a few months and awaken your true purpose and your true genius so that you can step up step up into the world and bring that light, bring your genius out. If you're going through your dark night of the soul, click on that link at the very bottom of jorn.tv, bottom right corner that says support, and you can learn more about our coaching program specifically designed to help you move through your dark night of the soul right away. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.